Okay, we're okay. back. Uh, hi, Dad. Hi, Fed. <laughs> um, welcome back. It's May uh, May sixteenth, and um, we're on episode eight. Um, and um, I think from our notes, when we last uh, when we last paused, uh, you'd finished your graduate studies and um, and had traveled back to Ethiopia. So uh, we're going to pick it up there. Okay, that's that's just right. Um, well, I returned uh, with Yeshi. In, uh, during the summer of 1963, mm-hmm. following a summer school teaching at, at Syracuse, mm-hmm. uh, I taught I taught there a, a course, actually a graduate course on comparative education. Okay. Uh, at the same time, yes, she was uh, had one course remaining from uh, uh, Bloomington, from Indiana University, which she had transferred to uh, Syracuse. So she joined me there and finished her that one course and after that she went back to uh, Bloomington to hand in her diploma and do all the formalities to get her master's degree Uh, at the end of the summer uh, we flew back together Uh from New York to Addis via Spain I remember that because (laughs) that was the first time we uh, I've been to Spain. Huh. You remember when I went to America? We w- we'd gone from Cairo to Athens to yeah. home and so. Yeah, so we uh, missed Spain. So this time we we went to Spain. Uh, and then from Spain there was a new Ethiopian airlines that had just started uh, connecting Madrid with Addis. Wow. So we took that. For, yeah, we were among the first ones to take that uh. route. Uh, well, anyway, so we went to Ethiopia, but she remained for a couple of days in Asmara with Bessie's family, Bessie's family. Uh, uh, I flew on to Addis, arriving there on Ethiopian New Year, September 11, 1963, wow. completely unannounced. <laughs> I just, I just uh, materialized from nowhere. <laughs> Uh, so it was a happy time for everyone, my mother and all those who were, who were there to uh, celebrate New Year had <laughs> another reason to yeah. celebrate even more. So everybody was shouting and ululating. Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Pretty, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So it was a very emotional time for my mother, my sisters and the rest of the family. And this went on for at least a week, maybe more. I mean, there were visitors after visitors, cousins, aunts, nieces, and friends near and far. They would all come to say, welcome back. You know, I'd been gone seven years, which was a lot of time uh, in those days. You know, seven years is like (laughs) eternity. Um, Because Kifle Kifle and and, and all of my families, like the Kalin, Kifle, Toshoma, every one of them, Palacio, Getacho, all of them stayed maximum three years. I didn't know that. Yeah, they didn't didn't go to their PhDs. They came back with their master's degrees. Ah, okay. Yeah, Kifle, for instance, returned in 1959, so he was away only three years at Wisconsin. Same with the Kali. Who else? Yeah. I mean, were you the only one? I mean, that so you're everybody else said Dud Masters and came back. Uh, just about, just about. I can't. Well, I, you remember there were four of us at Harvard. Uh, oh. the th- three of them stayed on, so those didn't come back. From the Harvard group, I was the only one uh, to come back. 
1964, I don't think any one of them had come back. Maybe Abraham has returned by 1963. Um, so the but, Harvard, you know, the Harvard bunch stayed for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't know how much more because yeah. uh, uh, one, maybe two of them have were returned almost the same time. I, th- mm. I, I, I I've lo- I just can't recall, uh, recollect. Uh, uh, and, but, uh, and also, had you come back? Yeah. I mean, I don't remember. Did you? I don't remember you telling me. Did you go back to visit during those America? seven years? Yeah. No, no, no. I never did uh, come back. No, no. Those days were very expensive. No. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't come to visit. No. So seven yeah. years in a row, in a straight on. Yeah. That's yeah. a big deal. It is a big deal. So yeah. Yeah. you can imagine why they were all happy and uh, yeah. and ululating and and having uh, those uh, week weeks long celebrations. Talat, and whiskey flowed like water. <laughs> they even had an uh, Azmari. You know Azmari, the yeah. the, the monster. Yeah, how do you yeah, came, came and sang your praises. Yeah, yeah. 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 So. I uh, m- moved into the big house in Gulalli. Uh, uh-huh. I think we talked about this uh, during my first or second session. Uh, yeah. uh, th- that I, you know, my mother just said go in there, and uh, it never occurred to me that uh, I should pay rent or anything like that. I just moved in. <laughs> that was the end of it. Well, that's um, your house, but yeah. yeah, it's my house, but it was also a, a source of livelihood. You know, I mean, mm. yeah. Anyway, for the first few days, I busied myself getting uh, a telephone connection, which, which, which wasn't a small deal in those days. <laughs> you had to go in uh, person, probably, right? Yeah. You had to, you had to go to the PTT, person. yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, getting uh, <clears throat> hot water for my showers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and upgrading the fireplace in Gullalli. Uh, apparently, I mean, you know, I found Gulele rather chilly, especially at night, even though I was in America for all those years. So we have to have fires virtually every evening, uh, especially uh, shortly after I returned. There's no insulation. I mean, that whatever the temperature no is. No insulation. Temperature. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It was warm in the day, but at night yeah. it, was, it, was, it was cool. Yeah. Uh, Carefully, I was already in the country, as I said a little while ago. He had returned uh, some three or four years earlier in 1959. Mm. And uh, he was working for the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Uh, and I know this is a little bit of a digression, but Carefully uh, had played an important role in the formation of the Organization for African Unity, OAU. Really? I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, which was established uh, that year, in 1963. Hmm. Uh, just just two or three months earlier, in May 1963. As always, as, as, as previously, remember when I was in New York, the Africans couldn't agree on someone else, so I became president. So the same way they couldn't agree on a secretary general for the OAU. So Kifili was... Appointed as a what they call a provisional secretary. I, I, I didn't know that. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, something wrong with the. It was muffled in the field. Yeah, I thought it was you. No, 
So he was secretary. He was provisional secretary. He was the first secretary general, then, yes. right, of the OAU. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Except that he was not called secretary general. Mm. He was called provisional secretary general to indicate that this was only provisional arrangement until uh, they could agree on a uh, you know, someone who would yeah. become a, 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 you know, a regular secretary general. And in the end, they did agree about a year later on. A, on a, a, a guy from Guinea, wow, okay. called, a man called Diallo Telly, hmm. uh, but he stayed on to be his, uh, his advisor, because uh, uh, Diallo Telly was a Francophone and he wasn't well uh, versed with the English side of Africa. Wow. <laughs> uh, and, and in any event, it was a new country, everything. So Kifle stayed on for a, oh, a year, maybe two years, as, uh, as, uh, as I think he was called oh, advisor to the Secretary General. But anyway, he, Kifle. Yeah. Yeah. But he yeah. was, what happened to his ministry job? Though? This is not, this is a different job. Yeah, but the OAU, you know, he was in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, mm -hmm. so it was a matter of being seconded there. Okay. I mean, the, uh, this was his the, job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was in the African Department of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, mm. and this was the uh, uh, head of state, or uh, the gathering of African heads of state in May 1963, which agreed on uh, a charter for the OAU hmm. and a location for the OAU in Addis Ababa. Mm. And uh, uh, some a good many of my friends played key roles, not only Kifle, uh, but Getacho Kibrat, who, uh, whose children you remember, maybe you yeah. even remember Getacho. From Paris. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He was, he was, and Getacho is uh, um, credited for having uh, drafted the charter of the OAU. Really? Getacho was the legal advisor and the Minister of Foreign Affairs, mm. so he was doing, he was giving a hand in, in drafting the charter and uh, virtually everything that is in the charter was his creation. Well, that's wow. what told me later on, yeah. That's pretty amazing, yeah. actually. Yeah. I mean, the, so, that's, that's still all there is. I mean, the OAU is the, you know, is the AU, I mean, right? Now they uh, made it like, I think Africa, uh, what, how do they call it? African Union. Yeah, now. just AU instead, yeah, instead of the yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, instead of the organization for African unity, they assume that unity has already been established. We'll <laughs> <laughs> take that as progress. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's amazing well, to think. I mean, 63 was only, you yeah. know, was nine years after the first independence of Sub Saharan Africa, right? I mean, it's pretty. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. And, uh, uh, it's just what the same year I returned, a few months before I returned, you know, this was in May that OAU was formed. Mm -hmm. I, I returned in, what, four months later in September, wow. but Kifli was already there. That's what I'm trying to see, the, yeah. just the chronology. Uh, so when I returned, uh, um, you know, thanks to the help of Kifli and friends such as Kaling, Kaling was at the time working for the ECA, Economic Commission for Africa. Mm -hmm. uh, he was not in government service at the time. He had started to work for the United Nations even when he was in New York, uh, living with me uh, near Columbia. So he uh, continued his UN affiliation and served as an economist for the Economic Commission for Africa, which, mm -hmm. as you probably know, uh, was also headquartered in, in Addis Ababa. 
Oh, that's right. It's of course, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, so people like uh, friends like the Kalin, Gita Chokhavrat, who I mentioned before, uh, uh, Manasseh, and, 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 and close relatives like Fikre, Tafasa, I don't know if you remember him, Gita Chokhavrat, and another cousin, uh, and of course my sisters, uh, Addis and Zimam. Well, I gradually got reacquainted with my country. Yeah. Uh, you know, surprisingly, Phil, Addis Ababa didn't, had not changed much in spite of having been away seven years. Mm. Uh, physically, it was more or less the same, very, very little change. Uh, it's nothing like the change that I saw now, you know. In, in, it's changed a lot now than, than before. It was quite gradual. Um, I mean, there's, uh, there's, a yeah. lot, there's a lot less economic activity, right? I mean, I mean, it was still what? I mean, you know, it was a poor country that had just barely. I mean, you guys are the first college graduates. I mean, what you know? How could it change? Yeah. I mean, it was you know, it's just starting. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Well, if there was any change uh, to deal with, it was. I who had changed you know, as yeah. a result of my seven years in America. Exactly, not, I was going to say. I mean, and especially compared to your yeah. experience, I mean, nothing could come close, right? So, yeah, exactly. Mm. So, uh, getting physical acquaintance was not uh, difficult. Uh, getting culturally, it wasn't difficult. It was the same people who, the same persons who are my classmates, who are now running the government almost, not yeah. as ministers and and heads of, you know, but as the second or third on people, yeah. vice ministers, and eventually they would become ministers and so forth. So, you know, uh, a small family affair again uh, on a nation, uh, at a national level instead of at a college level. Yeah. Now, if I went to, to any ministry, either the deputy minister or the assistant minister or the director general would be someone who would have been with me in, either in college or out of Farimokan school. Yeah. So, you know, it was okay. Yeah. Now, the first task on my arrival uh, in Addis was to be present was to be presented to the emperor. <laughs> this was a tradition, tradition. Uh, along with about a dozen others uh, who had returned more or less at the same time. We were taken by the uh, at the time the uh, what they called the minister of state for education. Mm. Uh, he took he took us to the emperor. Uh, we uh, as all uh, the, there has been. Uh, you know, people had been returning for some time uh, before me, before us. So there was they had more or less uh, established a precedent. So mm -hmm. uh, one of those returning would be speaking, would be would make a speech, mm -hmm. thanking the emperor for all the uh, generosity that were given to uh, them to be to study abroad. Um, and the emperor in, in, in return would say, well, well, welcome home. Don't forget your country. You are educated by your government. Yeah. So you would serve your people, you know, and you would give us a little bit of... Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he would say a few words. That, uh, 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 he underscoring the obligation we have as returnees to serve our country diligently. And he said that. You know, it's interesting. He never, he never, I mean, so... Is it always that, you know, he talks in terms of the country? I mean, he doesn't talk yes. about himself? I mean, you know, I don't know. Does he? Is it always about the country? 
no, your patient, your no, your government and your people is the way you put, you put it. His bachun and na, among the you know, his your people and your government. She, you know, he wouldn't say me no. Mm. No, I never heard him say that. Uh, um, but the, the only the, the, I think the only change from this standard routine of of taking a bunch of uh, returnees to the emperor and, and exchanging species. Uh, the only change that I can uh, I can think of was that the minister of state, Ato Gavramaskal, who, by the way, whose father, Kflegzi, uh, was a friend of my father. And oh, wow. uh, he, he lived in Gulalia, he, the, the guy himself. So he, does, he didn't know me, uh, but he, he knew my father and my mother and my family. So at the end of uh, all of us going, uh, having, uh, you know, of, of, give, of exchanging speeches with the emperor, he took me by, hand, by my hand and took me all by myself. You know, uh, mm. As the others were exiting the palace uh, hall, uh, he, went, he took me to the emperor and uh, explained to him, he is Mulugeta Wadajo, the son of so-and-so, mm. he has just come back and so forth and so on. And mm. the emperor said something that I can never understand what exactly it meant. But I remember it to, in every single word of it, uh, it was just a three-word sentence. He said, uh, very quiet, rather abruptly, Mamtatun Kadman Samtanal, which translates roughly as, we have already heard of his return, or, or perhaps more accurately, we have heard of his return before you did. Yeah. You know, so I don't know what that meant. Uh, and I've been curious for all these years what exactly he meant. Is it, uh, you know, it wasn't, I don't think it was a very friendly statement, <laughs> but uh, I don't know whatever he meant. And so I went, on, I went around to ask what exactly that meant, because it, in case there was, it was a coded message of one thing or another. Uh, and I get various uh, interpretations. Um, some say the emperor was showing uh, his displeasure that I had not gone personally to the emperor before because he knew my father's service and so forth and so on. Perhaps he expected me to go there and, and uh, present myself to him instead of being... Uh, part of a contingent to, you know, a, a nameless contingent. Maybe that was what he had in mind. I don't know. Some said uh, maybe he was, uh, remember, he remembered, he remembered the message uh, that uh, some one had sent when I was student union to the, the, uh, to the mm -hmm. leaders of the aborted coup, mm -hmm. saying, uh, congratulating the leaders of the aborted coup. Uh, uh, and signing president of the Ethiopian Students Union, mm. uh, which was me, and uh, later on the uh, Minister of Foreign Affairs, who was at that time in in America with us, explained that I had nothing to do with it. So I, I you know, no, 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 I, I didn't get into any trouble. Maybe he remembered that. I don't know. Uh, others said he was sending a message to the minister himself that he should have taken the initiative to alert the emperor because apparently there was some talk within the circle, within the government circle that I would be, uh, I would join the Ministry of Education uh, at a rather high level of, uh, position and, 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 and stay there, you know, mm. instead of the university. And when this didn't happen, maybe the, the emperor was uh, 
this place. I, I, I just don't know, Phil. But anyway, he said. Well, I don't say why, why. I mean, the, uh, the, I thought I would have thought the most obvious one is. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, he knew your father, and you're the only one who stayed seven years. So you would, you know, you, you would have stuck out. I mean, so he was saying, yes, I, you know, we we're expecting his return or something. You know, why? Yeah. Why? The, why are the negative connotations? The other ones seem more uh, contrived. I hope so, but uh, from his to- the tone of his language, I, I I didn't feel at ease. That's why I kept asking. I I, I still don't know. Maybe maybe it's as, as simple as what you just said. Uh, and yeah. also later on, I heard from other officials, as I said a little earlier, that they were expecting me to join the Ministry of Education. Mm. And and sure enough, some two or three years later, mm. this the very same uh, Minister of State, Ato Gavramaskal. Uh, without letting me know, uh, uh, recommended me as his deputy to become his deputy in the Ministry of Education. And it was through the intervention of the president of the university, Nishkasa, mm. who was married to the Empress granddaughter, mm. uh, uh, that I managed to remain in, Ethiopia, in at the university. Hmm. Because it is not easy to be appointed. I mean, in those days, once you are appointed officially, you know, I had gone to the palace. My name was read uh, by the by the minister of the pain. My title was given, and the only thing left was, you know, if I had not told uh, my boss, the, the president of the university, to please intercede and 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 and, and get me out of this trouble, my name would have been read on the radio, and there was nothing they could have well, done. Yeah. <laughs> So he intervened in the nick of time, and he had access to the palace because, as I said, he's married to the granddaughter. He was married to the granddaughter, the empress' granddaughter, uh, Princess Sibyl. Um, so uh, the fact that he would take the initiative and, uh, and, and recommend me to be his deputy two, three years later, uh, in 1966, three years later, in 1966, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe it, it, it does shed some light uh, that uh, he might, might have felt uh, uh, that the emperor w- wanted me to be in the Ministry of Education and he was trying to cover his skin. I don't know. Anyway, I didn't go to the Ministry of Education. I was saved. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, that's the, how, I don't know, this is speculation many years later, but how would he know what would happen two, three years later? That sounds, that just sounds too much. Too much, yeah. 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 Maybe. Um, what was it that he said exactly? Okay. <laughs> we have heard, of course, the royal we. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, it's amazing you can remember a word, you know, for three I, words. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would never forget it. <laughs> Because uh, it, it it really perplexed me, and I, I went on around uh, my friends to see well, 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 what does that mean? You know, does it have a special meaning? And so, on. I, anyway, didn't probably. Yeah. Okay. To make a long story short, uh, I joined the, formally the Faculty of Education uh, when the academic year started towards the end of uh, September, September twenty something. Uh, uh, you remember I had signed a contract earlier mm-hmm. on, even when, mm-hmm. before I left America. Mm-hmm. So I took up that position as an uh, assistant professor uh, in, in the Faculty of Education and teaching the history of education. Okay. Uh, I had a, in my class, in, in my first class, I had about 18 students. 
Wow. All of them junior. And you know who my boss was? Clilo. <laughs> of course, yeah. From a, it's amazing. Clilo was the dean. Hmm. Uh, at that time, he uh, came to, uh, remember, have me signed that contract. Hmm. He was dean of the Faculty of Arts. Oh, interesting. Okay. And, and the Faculty of Education did not exist. It was a, a, a unit in the Faculty of Arts. Yeah. But in the intervening time, the Faculty of Education, the, the Department of Education had been elevated to a faculty status, mm. and he was appointed as dean of that faculty. And an Israeli professor was named the Faculty of Arts, dean of the Faculty of Arts. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, is that what was his? Is that his training also? I mean, does he? I don't yes. Know okay. Yes. Okay. He did his PhD at Ohio mm. in education. So his career and mine kind of, you know. Almost, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Even here at the at the World Bank, you know, <laughs> uh, he was my boss. Really? That's yeah, he was. He was the director of education in the in, in the uh, World Bank when I was his uh, when I was in that department. I didn't wow. have a title. I was just this senior yeah. educator or whatever they call me, education wow. specialist. That's yeah. a long time. It's amazing to be, you know. Yeah. What, what, were, yeah. You guys, were you guys in Tefer McConnell together or at the university? Yes. Uh, no, he was at TMS. Oh, he my was, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goes back uh, 50, 60 years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. But the uh, faculty of education at the time was very small, quite small. And uh, as I will explain perhaps next session, uh, one of the major challenges we had was uh, you know, how to grow the Faculty of Education. Mm. It was intended to produce secondary school teachers, but only a few would come through the uh, school living certificate, through the regular channel uh, to enter the university, uh, because others would go either into law or business or or whatever other field except teaching, you know. Mm. Uh, so we had to create all kinds of other avenues to expand the Faculty of Education without compromising uh, quality. Um, but at that time, uh, there was a small faculty. Yeah. As I said, 18 students in, was the most we had in any one year to, 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 to graduate. Um, later on, when I was dean, you will, you will talk later on, the graduating class numbered over 100, which was oh, not wow. a lot, which isn't much, but uh, you know, comparatively a lot. Mm. Yeah. So, so, I don't know, so it's interesting. So you're in this school, I mean, their, their students were you know, uh, majoring in that degree or graduating from that school, I mean, in American schools, you know, you, you, there's a, a, a core curriculum and, you you know, people dabble in everything. So, but, you know, you're 18 are the beginning, begin and end in your, in your faculty? Yes. Hmm. Yes. The first year, uh, they would have general education course, which they took with the, you know, uh, with the other faculties in the other faculties. <laughs> their history would be in the Faculty of Arts, and their science would be in the Faculty of Science. Mm. Now, even when they come as students in education, we actually started this uh, uh, curriculum. I mean, this uh, uh, tradition. Uh, the bulk of their courses. Went, I uh, was. They took the bulk of their courses, either in the Faculty of Arts or in the Faculty of Science, depending what their major was. Okay. If they intended to teach uh, mathematics, for instance, they would take more than 50% of their course in the mathematics department, uh, and, and as a major in 
in, in mathematics and a minor in physics or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And, and a few courses in, in history or, and, and languages in the faculty of arts, the GE course, the general education course. And only less than a quarter of their course would be in the faculty of education in methodology or history of education uh, or... Okay. Um, well, the faculty of education, I think, as I said a little earlier, was a department in the faculty of arts until just about a year earlier before I, I, I returned. In 1962 or the beginning of 63, it was given a, a, a faculty status and actually became the first dean. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were housed in a small brick building across from the faculty of arts, so we, we had a, a good... Uh, uh, intercourse between arts and science, and the science faculty was next door also. Mm. So we were all in the Arat Kilo campus, okay? Mm. Yeah. Uh, now, as I think I said, I started to teach uh, history of edu- education. Mm. Uh, I was very enthusiastic, full of energy, and enjoyed the job, <laughs> and only 18 students. Yeah. But very abruptly again fell. Uh, Aklil was appointed associate vice president wow. for academic affairs because up until then, uh, up until in fact 1972 when I was appointed academic vice president, uh. Uh, for the whole time the vice president post, academic vice president position was uh, in the hands of an American or wow. at least a, or a foreigner. Uh. And uh, while the president was a, was, an, was an Ethiopian, so perhaps it was to uh, be kind of a, a counterpart to this American vice president. They wanted to have an Ethiopian and, uh, as, as under as, as his understudy. Mm. So I clearly went there. Uh, so you can imagine the deanship became vacant. Yep. So there I had to go in and become a dean. Oh my God! I mean, after teaching uh, for a year. Less than a year, actually. Wow. Within eight months of my arrival, I, in April of '64, I was appointed dean of education. Wow! <laughs> uh, but I managed to teach until the end of the uh, of the academic year. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, in brief, my teaching career ended abruptly. I, I loved it, I enjoyed it, but I was overburdened with administrative duties, and in those days. Uh, uh, there was a lot to do uh, for mm. the university because it was just being established, yeah. you know. Uh, you remember in our previous conversations we had talked about the various colleges that uh, were formed, you know, mm-hmm. the faculty, I mean, the University College of Addis Ababa, Engineering College, mm. uh, the Building College, Agricultural College, the Health College, in, some in Addis Ababa, others either in Gondor or, or, or Alamai and Harar. So, what they did in 1962 was to bring all those schools together uh, under one name, the Haile Selassie First University. Oh, I don't understand that. Okay. Yeah. So the university is the whole system then? It's not that yeah. one campus? No, no. I mean, all of them, they became, you know, different campuses of the same university. One university, but different campuses. Different. I don't, uh, I don't yeah. understand. Okay. That's a big yeah. deal. That's a big deal. Yeah. In, in fact, the plan was to have the the other universities that would start in uh, in Jimma or, or in the south or further north as uh, uh, branches of Haile Selassie University or other campus, like the state university system here yeah, in, in California, for instance. You know, they, they were all under one 
EGs but in the, on different in different cities. Yeah. That, that, that was the aim we were going into, uh, but later it was abandoned during the dark. The uh, each city became its own, had to have its own university kind of thing. Uh, in any event, uh, so this was as you can imagine a, a very interesting period where they were bringing several colleges with different traditions. You recall I had mentioned that some of the colleges were following the English pattern or the, mm. or the American pattern or some were hodgepodge like the University College hodgepodge in the sense that it was it was a mixed, not following uh, So we had to bring all of those under one roof, yeah. same uniform admissions, uniform graduation, uh, more or less similar curriculum, uh, or professors' uh, appointments, and so this was a period of real uh, <laughs> administrative uh, challenges. Yeah. So it was in that context, and uh, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll elaborate on these uh, challenges uh, in our next session. But for this moment, let me just say that uh, beginning uh, April 1964, I became a dean, but mm -hmm. managed to continue to finish the year, and a month later. In May of 1964, I got married to Yeshi. Wow, okay. <laughs> and, a, and a big wedding ceremony yeah. attended by family, friends, and high officials of the government. Yeah. Um, uh, her father, Baram Barasimanyu, and my family were, had been close friends uh, during before the Italian times, before the, uh, the Italian occupation. So it didn't take long to arrange, the, <laughs> to finalize the the uh, arrangement for marriage, and, and in any event, uh, Yesh and I had known each other in America and uh, would uh, agree to marry, uh, uh, you know, assuming and kind of uh, anticipating the approval of our families because they know each other, they knew each other. Mm -hmm. So, 1963-64 was a very That's small a lot. Twist. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot done. I mean, I we'll talk about this some more because that sounds like two episodes. But I'm just curious. I mean, you come back, you know, with a fresh degree, yeah, you know, landed, um, you know, barely uh, a year, yeah, and, and then you're tasked to meld these existing, you know, universities yeah. and Florida colleges into. I mean, you, these people, why would they listen to you? I mean, you, you know, you. You know, you, you, they've been around much longer than you, and and you you and you just started this job. It just sounds impossible. I don't know. Yeah, except uh, one thing: the uh, Ethiopian staff were very few. We mm. didn't number more than ten percent of the faculty mm. at the time. Uh, there was a faculty council, a senate, and many of the uh, regulations, the, the legislation, as we called it at the time, uh, for instance, on on admissions. Uh, requirements or course structure or, or employment of staff, um, promotion of staff, all of those went through the Senate, through the Faculty Council. Uh, so, I mean, the Ethiopians took the initiative because of the nature of the university. It was an Ethiopian university. Mm. So it wasn't something that uh, I or Akil or anyone did. It was a, a group action. Yeah. Mm. But we were in the forefront, you know, we had to take the initiative. The Ferengis were very deferential to us. Mm. The, the Europeans or the Americans were deferential to us. They were experienced, uh, uh, but uh, it was by vote, <laughs> majority vote. Mm. The, 
the question was uh, really to uh, to be ahead of the game, you know, to to come to the meeting well prepared so you can persuade the others and they will, you know, uh, and that we we managed to do it. Uh, it wasn't easy, but that was the major the major occupation uh, the, during the first or oh, five or six years, I think between 1962, that's when the university started, or 61 is when it started, uh, until about 66, 67, it was a period of uh, consolidation, just trying to bring the various faculties under one umbrella. Uh, because when I joined there, for instance, uh, some colleges graded their students the old way, you know, in, in percentages, 60%, 70%, 80%. Yeah. Even when they graded them like that, 60% in one faculty does not necessarily mean 60% in another faculty. Mm -hmm. Others would say A, B, C, D, like the American way. Alamai, because it was uh, predominated by Americans there, you know, the Oklahoma State University guys, uh, they had A, B, C, D. And uh, how, what does A mean when you translate it into this? Mm -hmm. uh, Others would simply say, like the English ones, would say, pass, fail, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> satisfactory or something, you know. It wasn't easy. And similarly with the admissions, you know, the, the, some came through uh, the commercial school or, or or the teacher's training college, while others came through the school living certificate and how to make all these more or less consistent so one faculty is not ahead of the other faculty or... Or, or students who wouldn't feel a second-class citizenship and they would be more or less in the same boat, you know. It, it took a lot of uh, uh, thinking and, and, and uh, discussion among ourselves. And, and why? Like, what's the underlying reason to consolidate? I mean, is, was, there, was there an economic reason? I mean, it's a, you know, these things all were serving some need, each of them, right? So why do they have to be under one umbrella? Well, that's a good question, uh, which I really cannot answer fully because much of this decision was taken before I came. Oh. But from uh, hindsight, what, uh, you remember in one of the sessions we talked about uh, at the time, they were talking about what to make of the university college even, whether it should be a separate institution whether it should be affiliated with an American, with an English or with some foreign university, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the same kind of discussions had taken place regarding the university. They had established a number of commissions to study how the university should be organized. Uh, they had invited foreign experts from uh, uh, various countries, which I think it was called. What was it called? The uh, Chancellor's Advisory Committee, mm. Chancellor being the Emperor. So it was an advisory committee to the Emperor uh, that sought various um, alternatives to one university, uh, to, to, to this uh, federation of universities, federal. and uh, in the end it was agreed uh, that it should be really one university with different campuses. Wow. Um, I, I, I think maybe administratively it made sense. Uh, it didn't, uh, we didn't duplicate the registration or I don't mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Or some, uh, some faculties uh, like uh, the Faculty of Arts, which had most of the, the, the persons in history, geography, languages, would teach 
general education courses across the board, you know. So there may have been some savings because of that. Each, mm-hmm. faculty, each faculty did not have to have its own uh, professor of uh, languages, professor of history, or professor of geography, or, or yeah. general sciences. Uh, similarly for science, although uh, agriculture, some of the those who, who needed science were outside Addis Ababa, uh, like Alamma and, and, and Public Health College, um, maybe the for the bulk of the subjects, one faculty of science made more sense than having many smaller ones. Yeah, uh, you know, it's all a matter of. Uh, Did you guys consolidate uh, promotions also? I mean, that's a big deal. Yes, it's also the same requirement in terms of uh, the number of years it took to be an assistant professor or an associate professor, mm. uh, the kind of uh, uh, other qualifications like research outputs, mm. uh, years of teaching, that, you know, those things are more or less yeah, standardized. Yeah. So, I mean, at least in that sense, it's quality control also. It's not just simplification. It's also... No. Yeah. Uh, admission especially... Mm-hmm. Also, because uh, later on, uh, it's a bit of a digression, but it's just as good a place as any to say, to talk about it. They established a university outside the system in Asmara, mm-hmm. mostly th- because of political pressures from the uh, Eritreans in Asmara, mm-hmm. uh, Eritrean pressure group. Uh, uh, so at that time, the place that started it, it was a, a small um, religious uh, order, a Catholic religious order, mm-hmm. uh, sisters, sisters of something or other, a Catholic order. They're all women. They didn't have much by way of resources, uh, uh, no library, no laboratory, very little of anything. But it was a university. And the emperor <laughs> recognized it, and they uh, invited him to be chancellor, and he accepted it. And mm. a big problem occurred when kids were dismissed from the faculty of, from one of our faculties because they didn't make the grades, would go, would would fail out of the highest uh, university, and a year later they would graduate from Asmara. Well, yeah. See, so the uh, having. Uh, uniform or, or as close as possible uh, uniformity in, in admissions and course structure and graduation requirements uh, meant a lot because salaries and status and everything uh, was more or less aligned to the number of years you've been in school. Mm. Like the ministry's salary scale, for instance, if you have a BA, you would be paid so much. For, I think it was five hundred dollars a month. Mm. If you had a master's degree, you'd you'd be paid so much. A PhD is so much. Similarly, if you left uh, uh, high school uh, twelve plus two, you know, twelve years after, if you had only one or two years of college, you'd you know, the salary scale in other words in, was yeah. uh, was attached uh, attached in the sense that you know reflected. Uh, your salary reflected the number of years you have attended. So it was important that there was yeah. some, yeah. Oh, that would help retention. I mean, otherwise people, you know, would always yeah. go to the next one, you know. Yeah, exactly. And that yeah. did happen, as I said, with Asmara. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really interesting. I mean, there's, yeah. there's so much happened. Yeah. Um, well, now, I, 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 I think maybe we can 